It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Hello to everybody in the audience. Welcome to the program. Today I want to discuss the worldview of secular humanism. The British author H.G. Wells wrote the science fiction classic The War of the Worlds in 1897 as one of the first novels to depict an alien invasion of the planet Earth. In 1938, the story was adopted by a radio station and narrated by Orson Welles as a newscast describing the invasion of planet Earth. It caused public panic because many in the public assumed the program was describing an actual invasion. This episode of Defending and Commending the Faith is not about a discussion of alien invasions, nor even science fiction writings. Instead, it is about the clash of cultures going on right now in our world today. Not even when worlds collide, but when worldviews collide. There are basically only two major competing worldviews operating in the United States and the rest of the Western world, namely, first, Christian theism, and second, secular humanism. Christian theism is the biblical worldview, the Christian worldview centered in the God of the Bible, while secular humanism is centered in the autonomy of humanity. This clash of worldviews is so complete that to ignore it, would be to succumb to the dangers at one's own peril. In 1961, the Supreme Court ruled in the Torcaso case that there are some atheistic religions and cited among them Hinayayana Buddhism, Taoism, and secular humanism. Today, I want to consider the worldview of secular humanism and point out some of its weaknesses. In America, people worship either at the altar of education or at the altar of self. Everyone is interested in taking selfies. The Apostle Paul was prescient when he warned in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 through 5, that this would be a characteristic of the last days. Paul says, Avoid such men as these. Many Christians are influenced by inclusive, pluralistic, and relativistic culture in which we live. Yet in adopting such a worldview, reality and truth are being overlooked and not even considered. 
What is secular humanism? Secular humanism is a philosophy, a worldview, in other words, that embraces human reason, secular ethics, and philosophical naturalism, while specifically rejecting any religious dogma. It is a form of atheism that elevates humanity and its achievements to the supreme position in the universe. During the Middle Ages, Western interpretations of reality placed God at the center of all things, a theocentric universe, where theos is the Greek word for God. But Renaissance thinkers shifted the emphasis away from God to humanity and away from divine revelation to the ability to reason, thus making the universe an anthropocentric universe, where anthropos is the Greek word for humanity. Secular humanists thus have looked within themselves rather than to God to discover truth and solve life's problems. Humanists believe that human experience and rational thinking provide the only source for both reliable knowledge and morality. And they believe that reliable knowledge is best obtained by the scientific method. They reject the idea of revelation to human beings by gods or sacred books. Secular humanists are opposed to Christian theism and regard themselves as either atheists or agnostics. In particular, they believe there is no God, no transcendent being, no supernatural agent, no supernatural force operating in the world today. But if there is no God, secular humanists hold that human beings must take sole responsibility to determine their meaning and their destiny. They hold that nature, the world of everyday experience, is all there is, and there is no afterlife. Humanists have replaced the infinite, intelligent, personal creator God of the Bible with themselves. But humanity as God lacks a basis by which a society can allege that the corporate good it selects is better than Hitler's Nazism, Stalin's or Mao's communism, or Pol Pot's killing fields. In his book, A Reasonable Faith, Tony Campalo listed four primary characteristics of secular humanism. Contingency, autonomy, relativity, and temporality. Allow me to further elucidate these four tenets of secular humanism. First, there is the concept of contingency. This means that everything that exists was caused by some natural phenomenon which preceded it. This view obviously makes some presuppositions. It presumes nature, and it presumes time because of the word preceded. 
I also think it presumes that there could be no creator of the universe and of life. Thus, this tenet of contingency also presumes that the basic elements of the physical realm must have always existed. That is, the basic elements of the physical realm is eternal. And our galaxy, solar system, and planets all developed from these basic elements. Out of inorganic matter, amino acids were somehow formed, and from amino acids came organic matter. Through a process of evolution and natural selection, life emerged and human beings came into being. The apparent implication of this view is that the world and all its inhabitants were accidents. Life, then, is a cosmic joke. Supposedly, the process by which the universe and all its inhabitants came into existence can be discerned by scientific research. However, such research can give no satisfactory reason as to why matter came into being. It attributes no purpose to anything that exists. In the secular humanist mind, absurdity rules. This is the legacy of contingency for secular humanists. It makes God irrelevant to the creation of the heavens and the earth. And it leaves man with no reason to look for transcendent cause for his existence. The Big Bang tells us that the universe, matter, space, and time, and presumably all things natural, came into being a finite time ago. Thus, the contingency view overlooks this scientific fact, and therefore must be wrong. So my response is, if the contingency view is wrong, what then caused the universe? Since the universe came into being a finite time ago, the causality principle tells us that the universe must have a cause. Since space, time, and matter came into existence with the universe, and since this cause preceded the universe, the cause must be immaterial, spaceless, and timeless. I have shown that the great mathematician, David Hilbert, demonstrates that there is no infinite regression of causes of the universe. So there is a first cause. Therefore, I have concluded that the first cause of the universe must be the God of the Bible. Allow me to continue to, to elucidate the other three tenets of secular humanism. Contingency leads to the second tenet of secularity, namely autonomy. Autonomy is derived from the combination of two Greek words, autos, meaning self, and nomos, meaning law or rule. Thus, autonomy means self-rule. Secular humanists came to this conclusion, namely that there is no divine providence, no divine plan, 
no eternal purpose for life, no set of transcendent values that determines the superior extremes. Since to secular humanists, God is no longer viewed as the essential factor in the creation of the physical universe, the next logical step is the assumption that God is not a factor in the creation of humanity's social universe either. Consequently, a secular humanist advocates that he alone defines his ultimate destiny and creates the meaning for his life. The third tenet of secular humanism is an immediate result of autonomy. If human beings are their own creators, then their values, destiny, meaning, etc., of their local society are not necessarily relevant to another group of people located in a different historical context elsewhere. This is particularly true in the context of morals. Secularists conclude that each society develops its own set of behavioral norms, and these systems differ from society to society. Therefore, there is no single system that can be universally designated as absolutely binding for all people at all times in all locations. In particular, there are no divinely ordained universal morals only socially relative mores. Temporality is the fourth tenet of secular humanism. A secularist limits reality to what exists in time and space. He is agnostic regarding the afterlife. Death is the end of everything, and everything is doomed to die. Scientists tell us that the universe is expanding and everything in it is growing further and further apart. As it does so, the universe is getting colder and colder and all energy is used up. Eventually, all the stars will burn out. There will be no light, no heat, no life, no hope, no escape. All that remains of matter will be dead stars, dead galaxies, and black holes, a universe in ruins. The secular humanist accepts only what can be concluded by logic or substantiated by empirical research. Even the physical universe is winding down as expected to end in heat death. Prior to the construction of the secular humanist worldview, relativity formerly applied only to morals, but now postmodernism has expanded relativity to include relativity of truth. Tony Campolo mentioned that it followed from these four tenets of secular humanism is that if God ever existed, he is now irrelevant. Human existence is irrational, and there is no afterlife. Let me close this episode by accentuating three basic points of Christian theism. One, there is one God. Two, His Word in the Bible is true. And three, 
If you stay close to Him, He will take you through. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.